0: Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Kuhau. Cool. How, how are we doing? How are we doing, man? And I'm so excited that I get to be here with you guys. I absolutely love your pastors, Rolando and Lisa. They are like brother and sister to me. I feel like I'm home right now. Uh, I bring you a greeting from Saints Church and I'm just so happy that we get to do life together. You guys ready for the word? Let, let's, let's just get into this. Hey, uh, if you have your Bibles, Psalm 92, 12. Eight simple words says, the righteous will flourish. Check that out, future tense. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. It goes on to say, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Come on real quick, let's pray. Lord, we wanna flourish, we wanna bear fruit, we wanna stay fresh, we wanna stay green Amen. Man, I love palm trees. When I think of palm trees, I I think of the the beach emoji. I I think of vacation. I think of paradise. I I think of sunglasses on my face and my feet in the sand and applying SPF 12,000. When I think of palm trees, I think of beautiful islands in the Caribbean. I think of uh, beautiful cities in the desert. When, when I think of palm trees, I, I think of those things, and it's kind of crazy to think that palm trees uh, actually grow in some of the worst places that uh, have the worst weather. They, they, they grow on, uh, uh, on islands, and they grow in desert cities. They, they grow in places that uh, uh, have dry scorching heat and hurricane season every single year, yet they grow and grow and grow and they stay beautiful. And yet when I think of palm trees, I think of them in the good times. I don't think of them in the bad times. When I think of palm trees, I think of an an oasis in the desert. See, palm trees have the largest leaves of any plant, and their large leaves provide shade from the strong sun. They were a sign of salvation to anybody that was dying of thirst. Palm trees represent life and hope in a bad, inhospitable, deserted place. Palm trees have always been a sign of triumph and victory and plenty and protection and peace. It's it's why not too long ago we just celebrated an awesome time where Jesus comes into Jerusalem riding on a donkey and people were laying palm branches at his feet and that Sunday was called, yeah, Palm Sunday. Part of what I get to do in my life and uh, uh, part of my job is uh, in this humanitarian world that I'm in is actually go visit disaster zones, places that have gotten hit hard by hurricanes and earthquakes. And one of the things that we do, one of the first things that we do is we jump in a helicopter. And we, we fly over the disaster zone to see the, the magnitude of the damage. And, and every time we'd fly over the zone, we'd, we'd always see bridges washed out and roads washed out and houses relocated and, and debris everywhere. And tr- the biggest trees knocked down. But the one thing still standing was the palm tree. And so I had to find out. Why, why was the palm tree the only thing still standing? And so I went to hashtag Wikipedia and it says, normally trees are five times the mass than the roots. But in the case of the palm trees, their roots have more mass than its trunk and branches put together. What's underneath, what's not seen is bigger than what's seen. See the palm trees, they send out its roots wide, interlocking with other roots and they go deep below the earth until they found underground streams to drink from. Their root system is like, no other. God designed the palm tree to flourish in the desert. God designed the palm tree to withstand the most intense hurricane force, 100 plus mile per hour winds. God designed them so that they can actually bend all the way to the floor without snapping. See, when the surroundings declare otherwise, when the surroundings declare death, he designed it to survive and to thrive and instill hope when everything around it looks hopeless. I don't know if you've ever seen some of that hurricane footage. If you're watching the news and, and a hurricane's passing through and you see those palm trees just bending and bending and all the way, they, they're just getting beaten up. They're just getting pushed over all the way to the floor. And it's it's like, you're almost like, man, you're, you're expecting that tree to give up. You're expecting that tree to snap. You, you, you wouldn't even be mad at it if it did. You'd be like, it's okay, buddy boy, just go down. I, I bet the hurricane, Hurricane's thinking to himself, man, you're going down. I'm going to get you. I, I got you down. I'm, I'm about to snap you. And, but then, but then the, the hurricane runs out of steam and the hurricane runs out of wind and the winds die down. And, and then that, 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 hurry, that, that palm tree starts to come back up. It looked like it was about to go down. It looked like it was about to snap, but then the wind dies down. Yeah, it was pushed down for a while, but it's only temporary. Check this out. Hashtag Wikipedia. It actually gets better. Studies show that when the palm tree is being bent and pushed over, its root system stretches out even more, going deeper, reaching for the water, reaching for the source, reaching for life, reaching for strength. And check this out, gripping other roots, not only securing its stance, but securing the stance of others. The entire time of the storm is actually being strengthened. It's given new opportunities for growth. When the storm is over, what do you know? It came back up stronger than it ever was before. And once again, the palm tree stands tall. It stretches out a little and says, I needed that. Palms up, raised towards heaven, stronger than ever. See, God knew there would be difficult times. He knew things would come against us. He never promised that we wouldn't have a bad day. He just promised that he'd be there with us in it. He never promised that no weapons would form. He just promised that they wouldn't prosper. He promises to be our refuge and our strength and our ever-present help in times of trouble. See, we all love when miracles happen, but miracles only happen when something bad is happening. Things can look so bad around us. But could this be... Is 2020, could, could what's, all, what's happening this entire year, could this be what puts us in the ready position for a miracle? Could, could this be what puts us in this ready position for revival? Man, sometimes storms come and it's not your fault and you can't do anything about it. It, it hits you dead on and there's like, you're blindsided, but there's nothing you could do about it. I don't know if you remember, there's a story in the Bible about these two guys that built their homes. One built it on sand and one built it on a rock. The same storm came to both houses. The same storm came to both houses. It wasn't about them. The same storm comes to both of them. One comes crashing down and one stands strong. See, the difference was the platform. The difference was the foundation. The difference was what they were built on. This is how I fight my battles. Storms of life come to every person, no matter how good a person you are. You're going to have some rain. You're going to have some heavy winds. You're going to have some desert places in your life. And listen, this is not the time to isolate yourselves. This is not the time to go off on your own in solitary confinement. That's what the enemy wants, makes us lose our minds and go crazy. This is the moment to get in the book, to get in our prayer closets, to interlock with others virtually, of course, right now. Serve more, give more, get involved more Let these moments be grow moments Locked in deep below the surface See the visible only reflects the invisible We have to be bigger, we have to be deeper We have to be better, we have to be wider on the inside Than on the outside God should be doing more on the inside of us Than on the outside through us Remember, remember Job. You remember that guy but basically, Satan thought that Job was bigger on the outside than he was on the inside. See, Satan saw all this stuff that he had and, and, and everything, his, his family and all his success and, and all the things in his house and everything that he was doing. He saw all that stuff and he said, he said, hey, let me mess with his outside and his inside will change. See, see, see. right now he's this pure, blameless guy, but if I mess with his outside, he won't be that guy anymore. He'll be like everybody else, arrogant or selfish or depressed or uh, have anxiety. He'll be like everybody else else, just be all bitter. And so Satan basically tells God, let me mess with his outside and I promise you his inside is going to change. But see, when we're bigger and better and wider and deeper on the inside than on the outside, when... when when stuff happens outside, it won't affect our inside, but see when we're bigger on the outside than when stuff happens outside, it will affect our inside. We have to be bigger, deeper, wider on the inside than on the outside. The outside stuff should never affect the inside stuff, but the inside stuff should always affect how we see what's going on in the outside world around us. We know this in 2020 with everything that's happening in our country, in our world, we gotta be deeper. Christians, we got to be deeper, better, wider on the inside than on the outside. So the outside stuff, the social media, all the stuff that we're watching won't dictate on how we see the Bible, the word of God, the kingdom of God. Listen, there were some crazy battles throughout the Bible. We all know this. There were some crazy storms too. You're not alone. I want to tell you that you're not alone. This is nothing new. There's some crazy storms in the Bible. Matthew 8, Jesus tells his disciples, hey, guys, let's go to the other side. Jesus and his boys hop in the boat, and they're on their way, and Jesus falls asleep, and a massive storm hits, and the disciples wake him up and uh, screaming, don't you care, we're about to die. Jesus wakes up, and he calms the storm. God's word brings peace in the situation. That was Matthew 8. Check this out. Matthew 14, six chapters later, the same thing happens. Jesus says, hey, guys, let's go to the other side. This time it's different. You guys go ahead without me. And disciples are like, hey, Jesus, how are you going to get there? You don't have a boat. And Jesus is like, don't worry, I'll walk. That was a joke. (laughs) Six chapters later. Well, disciples are on their way to the other side. And guess what? The storm hits. And the disciples are scared. These are guys that are used to being on the water. So this was no uh, little rain shower. This was a beast of a storm. L- like, like the rain is pouring. The wind is splashing. I mean, the wind is hitting them. Uh, the, 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 the water splashing them in their face. Like they're, they're scared to death. They're like, this is it. We're about to go down. Listen, this just happened six chapters before where Jesus calms the storm. L- note to self that, 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 that experience doesn't always solve the fear problem. So now they're on their way to the other side and a storm hits and they're in the middle of this thing. And you think to yourself, man, Jesus sent me here. Why am I in a storm? Like, like Jesus said, go to the other side. I'm, I'm supposed to go over there. I'm supposed to meet Jesus at the rendezvous point, but I don't think I'm gonna make it. And I, I imagine Jesus waiting over there for me, but I love this. Jesus does not, Jesus isn't waiting over there for them. He actually meets them where they are in the middle of their storm, in the middle of their situation, in the middle of their chaos and their crisis. You know the story. Jesus comes walking on the water. Jesus comes walking on the very thing that they're scared to death of. Listen, whatever you're going through, Jesus already has it under his feet. And then Peter realizes something extraordinary in the middle of all this. He, he says, he says, uh, he says in the natural, the safest place to be in any situation, especially on the water is in the boat. But in all actuality, the safest place to be in any situation, any time in life is really as close to Jesus as you possibly could be. So he says, Jesus, if it's you, like if, as if it's not a ghost, because before they didn't recognize the Savior, they didn't know who it was. He says, Jesus, if it's you, command me to walk. Command me to come. Like if that was me and I wanted a sign, if that, if that was really Jesus, I would be like, Jesus, uh, if it's really you, command me uh, to get out of here and transport me to a diner and get me a chocolate milkshake and a smoothie. But, but not Peter. Peter's like, man, don't, don't comfort me. Don't, don't tell me it's going to be over quickly. Man, command me. Get, I want a word from Jesus. Command me to walk through this. Command me to walk in this. And Jesus says, come. And Peter steps out. And Peter actually experiences uh, like, like the suspending of all laws of physics that, that, that's, that say that human beings can't walk on water because of weight and displacement and, and smart stuff like that. And Peter starts to walk on the water. Waves still crashing. Wind still hitting him in the face. Water still spraying him in the face. But see, Peter wasn't walking on water. Peter was walking on a word. Do you have enough faith to get out of the boat and walk on a situation despite the surroundings, despite what it looks like, despite it getting actually more dangerous after you step out? And we know the story. Peter takes his eyes, his focus, his attention off of Jesus, and he begins to look at the situation and the big waves and the big wind, and he begins to sink. And listen, friends, when God gives you a word, You better believe the enemy is going to stir up some wind and stir up some water to get you to go back from where you came from. Why? Because he doesn't want you walking on water. He doesn't want you getting out of the boat. He doesn't want you to get to the other side. He doesn't want you recognizing your savior. He doesn't want you going to Jesus. He doesn't want you to flourish like a palm tree. He doesn't want you to stay fresh or stay green. He doesn't want you to bear fruit in your old age. He doesn't want you to have a comeback season. He doesn't want you to be better at 80. So he's going to stir up some wind and say, go back from where you came from. Don't get out of the boat. Don't get too bold. Get comfortable. Go back to where you came from. Remember back in December, we were like 2020. It's going to be our year of clarity. It's going to be our year of vision. God's going to do some stuff. Enemy doesn't want that. Enemy doesn't want us seen clearly. And the does, enemy doesn't want us to, to have 20-20 vision. He's gonna stir up some stuff to distract us, to blind us so that we never step out of the boat. And we never get to the other side. And we all yell at Peter and we call him dummy. See haters see you walking on water and say he's probably just walking on water because he can't swim. But two people have walked on water and that's Jesus and Peter. So somebody give it up for my man, Pedro. Hey. And Peter probably called himself a dummy. Peter probably said, "I'm about to die. This is it. I'm about to go down." He probably self-prophesied, like, "This is it. I, 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 I'm I, I'm done. I, like this is this is the end of my life. I'm never going to see uh, my wife and kids again. Like this is all over." Peter. Some people are like, silly Peter? No, 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 awesome Peter. He knew enough and had enough faith to call on Jesus. See, this is how I fight my battles. He reaches out his hand and he calls on his savior and he says, Lord, save me. This is how I fight my battles. He he knew Jesus was close as the mention of his name. He knew that if he called on the Lord, that the Lord would be his first responder, that, he would, that, the, that the Lord would reach back and that he would save him and he would rescue him. And this is how I fight my battles. And Peter doesn't say, hey, Lord, I just messed up, like, like, leave me alone. I'm real sorry. I'm, I'm a screw up. Let me just get to the other side by myself or, or I'll get back to the boat by myself. No, 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 no. He, he reaches out. Even in his sinking moment, he stretches. Even in his sinking moment, he reaches out. Even in his sinking moment, he calls out to Jesus, his lifeguard, his savior. The point of the passage was never to highlight Peter's failure. It was always to highlight Jesus's grace See, it's not about the drowning moment, but the reaching out moment, the stretching moment, the growing moment, the getting back up moment, the getting better moment. And Jesus reaches back to him and waves still crashing and wind still blowing. And he doesn't stop the storm actually until they all get, they both get back in the boat and they're with the other disciples and they're on their way to the other side. And it says that then the disciples, then the disciples all began to worship saying, truly you are the son of God. Later, when Peter's writing his epistles and teaching others, it says in 1, Peter's one, uh, 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7 says, in all this, in all this, in the miracle, in the process, in the hurricane, in the suffering, in the waiting, in the quarantine, in the tension, in the injustice, in all this, You greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. This is why we fight our battles, so that he gets all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Listen, battles, wars, hurricanes, disasters, viruses, injustices, I'm not making light of anything we're going through right now. Now. I've personally been through a cat, five, cat 9, Cat 5, Cat 9, whatever the strongest hurricane is. I've, I've been through one of those seasons in my life. I, I'm a pastor and I got divorced about 10, 11 years ago. And I went through life like, what is going on right now? I was so embarrassed, I was so ashamed, I'm like, this is not supposed to be me, like like my parents have this amazing marriage and I strive for that and now I'm going through life like everybody's looking at me and what I've been through and, and, and I'm like, God, how is this my life and this is not fair and I feel like I've been beaten up and robbed and I feel like I'm weak and I feel like I, I got no more punches left to fight and I feel like waves keep crashing and hitting me over the head and every time, like you ever been to the beach and a wave keeps crashing and once you finally get your head above of water and another wave hits you and you're tumbling around and you can't catch your feet and like you just, like like the room's just spinning and spinning for hours and you're just like, God, why me? Why me? This isn't fair. This wasn't supposed to be like this. Does this come with the territory? Like, am I the only one suffering? Like, like what is going on right now? And I was like, God, you said you'd make the, all things good. That verse really bothered me while I was going through my hurricane season that the, the verse that says you make all things good for those who love you those who are called according to your purpose and I, and I was like well well, I love you I'm called according to your purpose why are you not making all things good for me like like I don't get it but I was stuck in the storm and I really couldn't see clearly I was stuck in the hurricane and and I couldn't. I was only seeing the immediate. I was only seeing what was right in front of me. I know I've used this example before, but I, I love this example. You, if you ever been lost in the mall, you I have three daughters, uh, nineteen. 15 about to be 16 and 14 i want to light myself on fire so we're at forever 21 and i really just want to get to auntie ann's because i love those pretzels and and i'm at forever 21 and i kind of peek outside the door the girls are shopping and i'm looking around and i'm trying to say how do i get to Auntie ants but you can only see like the four stores in front of you and just endless mall so what do you got to do you got to go over to the mall directory You got to go over the mall directory and you got to find where the little star is that says you are here. So you got to find where you are. You got to find your location. You have to have a, a reality check of where you actually are. And then you got to find on the map where you want to go, so you have location. Now you find your destination, and then and only then can you find direction. But see, like the mole the directory is actually like a bird's eye view of the entire situation. It's, it's like a God's eye view of the entire situation. Because when you're, when you're just stuck in the situation, you're only seeing the immediate. You're not seeing it as God sees it, but seeing it from up there, you're kind of looking down. And you say, okay, I'm here. i got to get there. And now I have direction on how to get there. See, position affects perspective. So now looking back and knowing details I didn't know before, I realize God doesn't make all things happen, but he does make all things good. I, I now see that God was in my boat the whole time working things out for my good. And my future looks so amazing. And my best days haven't been even lived yet. I'm, I'm coming back stronger than ever See, I know if, if I know that I love God and if I, I know that I've been called according to his purpose and I know that God will make everything good for those who love him. Then if it's not good now, guess what? Then it's not the end. Oh, he is working. Listen, some of you are like a rock and a slingshot. And you're being pulled back, and there's tension, and you're you're getting pulled back and pulled back, and it, it feels like the world's just passing you by. It feels like everybody else is getting the promotion, and everybody else is getting the Instagram followers, and everybody else is getting all the stuff that you wanted to get, and you feel like you're getting pulled back and pulled back, and, and you're just stuck in this time. But I'm telling you, God is getting ready to launch you. And the farther you get pulled back, the farther, the harder the tension is. Oh, the farther that you will go. And so I'm gonna say stay planted. I'm going to stretch my roots deep below the surface in his word, in his promises. This is how we fight. I'm declaring, God, I trust you. I trust your timing. I trust that you will work everything for my good. Hurricane season may come, but I'm looking at it differently. You know what? I'm not even calling a hurricane season anymore. I'm calling it comeback season. I'm calling it praise season. I'm calling it faith season. I'm calling it I'm about to be better season. The storm still tries to kick up from time to time, but I remember what I saw when I was in the disaster zone and I saw those palm trees flattened the day after the storm, but then three months later, they were up standing tall and pretty and, and enjoying the sun and their palms were up. I, and I think about this verse, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. I think about his word, I think about his promise. I stop dwelling on the past and even my present situation and I, I start getting excited about the future and what's ahead for me and my children and my calling and my purpose. I speak peace. I will not be afraid. See, if love casts all fear and God is love, then fear and God cannot exist in the same boat. And so I will not give up, I will not quit, I will not settle, I'm burning the white flag. It's not even an option. The battle line is drawn, so I'm ready to fight. My palms are up, my stance is ready, my worship is loud. This is my battle cry. I am more than a conqueror. Guess what, I've read the whole book and it's riveting. In the end, we win. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Every evil thing that rises will fall. My battle's not against flesh and blood, but against a spiritual enemy who opposes me. And it may look like all these things surround me. Oh, but my God surrounds them. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and every time the enemy reminds me of my past, I tell a man, you got to go way back farther, all the way to the cross, see, I reject the lies that are in my head, telling me that I'm not enough, that I'm the wrong choice, that my best days are behind me, no, 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 he has called me for greatness, he has called me righteous, and so I declare, I will flourish like a palm tree, I will bear fruit as I get older, I will stay fresh, I will stay green, I will walk away water, I will get to the other side I will be deeper, wider, bigger, better on the inside than on the outside, I will have the best comeback season, best comeback story ever written, I will remain planted, I will call on his name in times of trouble, I will secure my stance, I will interlock with others virtually of course right now I will build my house on the rock, I will be better at 80, I will finish strong I will not let fear or insecurity or shame or failure cause me to shrink back, though I Uh, uh, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil I will not waver when I'm weak and when I feel weak I will wait upon the Lord that renews my strength I will mount up with wings like eagles I will run and not grow weary I will walk and not grow faint I will be who he's called me to be I will do what he's called me to do I will I will I will I will this is how I fight he has called me righteous and so I will and no matter what, the past is stolen from me. He will restore the years the locusts have eaten. He will work all things for my good. He will do immeasurably measure me more than I could ever think, ask, or imagine. He will renew my strength. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He will keep me. He will sustain me. He will rescue me. He will save me. I will because he will. And if my God is for us, guys, who can be against us? This is how I fight. You know, you know, when you're about to fight someone, someone says, they say, Duke's up. No, 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 we're going to say palms up. Yes. We're going to say palms up. The devil will not snap me. Not today, Satan. Man, this storm may be strong. Oh, but my shelter is so much stronger. My savior is so much stronger. You look at the enemy dead in his face and you say you can huff and you can puff, but you will not blow this house down. Listen, as we close, I I think about that song. This is how we fight our battles. And it says, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like the enemy's on every side, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like the the wind's uh, uh, blowing and the waves are crashing and the water's spraying, but I'm... it may look like divorce papers are already on the table and signed, sealed, and delivered, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like the, 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 the medical reports are just like it's, it's like, it's about to be over. It's not getting any better, but I'm sur- like, 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 let's declare this. Like, it looks like the kids are wayward. It looks like the, the spouse just doesn't want to stay. It looks like the finances aren't there, but I'm surrounded by you. so we're going we're gonna to change the category. You may be in a hurricane season. Oh, but we're going to look at it different. We're going to get ahead of the storm. And we're going to look up and we're going to put our palms up and we're going to praise and we're going to worship. And so I just want to pray for you right now. Whatever you're going through, what, I, I know how it feels to want to end it all. I, I know what it, how it feels to want to throw in the towel. But man, I promise you God is working the miracles on its way. God will work out all things for your good. And you will flourish like a palm tree. It looks like you're about to snap, but I promise, oh, I promise God is working. And soon you're going to be standing tall, pretty in the sun with your palms up, with your, with your branches up, raised towards heaven worshiping, thanking him for actually what what has happened uh, because now he's going to use it for his good and for his glory and for his honor. This is why we fight our battles and so if you would, right where you are in your homes, uh, we're just going to pray and I'm going to pray for you and I know we're going to hand it back to the worship team, but listen, God, I thank you for every single person that is watching this video right now. Thank you for every single person in the service right now, everybody, on the other side of this lens, God, you only know what they're going through. I have no idea what they're going through. I, I know what I've been through and I know what you brought me from and through And I just pray that you give us the strength to keep going. That as the wind is blowing and as the it feels like it's just it just doesn't stop, like the the room is just spinning and spinning and like there's there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, you are the light at the end of the tunnel. Like that we would just go towards you. We would raise our hands, we would raise our palms, and even in the season, even in the hurricane season, oh, we'd begin to worship and we begin to praise you so that at the end of this that you would get all the glory and all the praise and all the honor and we're excited for what you're doing even if we can't be excited about the situation. We're excited in our savior because we know, we know, we know that you're a rescuing God, that you're a saving God and that you will make all things work together for our God and we will flourish like a palm tree in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Kuhau, I love you. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.